welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is Robert, how are you today? I'm doing good, how are you doing? Doing good, yeah, alright. Uh, what have you been playing with in the last while? Well, I've got my new PC built up, and man, I gotta tell you, the speed difference is amazing. I mean, granted, a lot of technological changes that's going on, but since uh, now and my last uh, PC built, which was about 10 years ago, but between switching to a better processor and upgrading to an SSD card, um, at least for my boot drive, my boot sequence has gone from you know a 45 second startup to a five second startup, and that that alone was worth the time that effort I put into the build. But yeah, just everything's running faster, everything's running crisper. I can upgrade the and uh, ramp up the graphics level on some of the games, and I really haven't been playing the, a lot of the games consistently. It's been more of Let's see what this game does. Let's see what this game does. Let's see what that game does. Um, as for the console, I've been still kind of plugging along with Fallen Order. I'm kind of stuck right now on this one boss that kind of looks like a giant bat. Not really getting anywhere with it. I'm probably going to have to look up some YouTube strategy guides on figure out what I'm doing wrong. Because yeah. this is a case of I know that I'm doing something wrong. I'm not either my timing attack is off or something like that. It's not really glitching out like the other stuff that I've complained about the last couple uh, gaming podcasts that we talked about. Cool. Um, so you said this was the bat um, uh, enemy, villain, whatever. That, that you yeah, it's, it's a fight. main boss. It's on the planet where you first meet the Night Sisters. I don't know what the name of it is, but it literally looks like a 40-foot bat. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things I remember doing at the time, this was a couple of months ago, was basically circling, circling the enemy like a you know, normal kind of video game a typical kind of video game thing um and then basically uh when it would like do certain attacks you would like attack its wings or whatever so that was basically what i tried to do i did i don't remember doing anything with like attacking it in the middle or the face or anything like that so uh but it is quite a difficult one so there we go um but uh in terms of stuff i've been playing as well i've still been continuing with uh Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the second game in the in the series, of course. Um, still a great game. I am stuck on this um, shrine, particularly at the moment. Uh, so that's been that's been a bit of a bit of a bother. But uh, it's basically where I just keep getting overwhelmed by the enemies and keep just well getting attacked and dying, basically. So uh, I'm gonna try and get back to that at some point as well. Um, I jumped back into Life is Strange. Uh, had half of well a portion of episode four to play. And had all of episode five. I'm now into episode five. It's a it's a good game, but it's really slow at certain points. There's there's so many little conversations. Where I was like, okay, I get you're trying to do character development, but like, can we move this along a bit, sort of thing? And there's a lot of just like walking around. And it one one thing that annoys me about that in the Telltale games is when you go into a room and it's like, okay, can can you do this thing for this character? And all you can see is like, look at this on the wall. Look at this on the the shelves and there's no like clear interaction thing and that sort of stuff kind of hurts the pacing a bit at least to me so um that's been something that's been a bit annoying but uh yeah i mean i'm in the i don't know if i'm halfway through episode five yet but episode five picks up a lot but uh you know it's the last episode for these for these two boys it's uh obviously these brothers daniel and can't remember the other one's name but uh yeah it's it's still involving them of course as well um i think this is probably going to do what life is strange one did which is a one season and done kind of thing that feels like the road it's kind of heading down uh but uh, still some interesting stuff in there still enjoying it and uh, I, was, I was picking up the momentum with it kind of thing um when i had to come off of it yesterday but uh 
there we go. So, yeah, anytime the exposition drags along like that, I always have a vision of uh, Monty Python on the Quest for the Holy Grail, where they have the whole cast just shout at the camera, "Get on with it!" <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Um, but uh, what was the other thing I played? Been playing some Call of Duty, uh, Call of Duty as well, of course. Um, had some bandwidth issues in the last couple of days, maybe because of you know lots of people using it and people being at home and all that sort of thing. But had the bandwidth issues to where, um, what was it? I was glitching to different locations in the game, which is what you're not supposed to do. Uh, not like permanently, because that isn't obviously a thing in the game. But it would basically glitch so much to where you'd end up in a different place. I've heard of this happening to other players in the game as well, but uh, it's still something that's um little bit annoying as well uh but it, it did get to a point where it was it was basically unplayable so i had to take a big break from that I, i'm gonna try again to take another break from call of duty and just just play through some of the games i've got i've got a lot of games uh at the moment i've got like four rentals from boomerangs i did like a bonus rental for uh, xcom 2 uh i've got gang beasts to play i've got doom eternal uh still got twin breaker to play still got you know last episode of life is strange and uh what was the other game that i've got uh, well, I kind of think of what it's called. Um, Doom Eternal, Gang Beasts. Uh, oh, Sekiro, yeah, is is another one I tried to go back to. So I've just got too many things to write. I, yeah, I can't keep just playing Call of Duty all the time, otherwise I won't finish some of these games. So uh, I'm going to try and do a bit more of that in uh, the next couple of days or whatever. So um, there we go. Um, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much my thoughts on updated thoughts on you know Life is Strange, Ori, some other stuff that I've been playing. So, uh, but it's one of the I just still find so much amusement at how angry Call of Duty players get. I mean, I know it's a pretty normal internet thing at this point, but uh, yeah, some people really do kind of go off, and uh, it it is it's just funny. So uh, that's good as well. But uh, that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Like I said, going to try and finish Life is Strange, get back to Ori, uh, and do some other stuff as well. So, there we go. Uh, let's move into some uh, housekeeping. We'll see you for that in a minute. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today, just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Kualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use, which is in the bottom right-hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the, in the past and get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. 
Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, we did just record a uh, TV Talk episode with me, Robert and Bex, but that's not been edited yet, because of course we're recording this now, uh, so look out for that later, that will be another TV Talk episode, and of course this Gaming Talk episode, uh, but as of today, some other stuff as well, Westworld Season 3, Episode 6, uh, so more coverage of that, there's two episodes left in the Season 7 and 8, so we'll be covering those in the coming weeks. Uh, other stuff today as well, Better Call Soul Season 5, Episode 10, that's the season finale for Season 5, uh, available on AMC in the US and Netflix in the UK and probably other countries as well uh, Netflix is the international distributor for that basically so um, look out for that as well I don't know we don't know when the show will be back for season 6 but assumably 18 months to 2 years or something so we'll see about that uh, did some uh, cutting of some segments of podcasts that me and Barry recently did uh, we did a big horror podcast one of the segments in there was uh, top 10 favourite horror films that's my selections of that so we talked about that as well uh, we did a big DC podcast recently me and Barry so I cut out the uh, DCEU film rankings which is one of the segments within that so uh, cut that out as well for uh, people to, to listen to that's from Man of Steel to Birds of Prey not including Joker it's not part of DCEU so uh, we included that as well uh, one of the other ones was discussing the Batman the upcoming Matt Reeves film uh, we talked about the casting Robert Pattinson himself and uh, the costume basically so we talked about that chat podcast for march uh discussing some um you know uh, uh, march being entertainment talks biggest month so thank you all very much for getting that to happen again that's two months in a row let's see how uh, we can finish off with april uh in the second half of the podcast i talked about some coronavirus stuff um and talked about how it could affect entertainment talk in later months because if certain shows don't come back or whatever and discuss plans of what we could do let's play sundays for moss psvr uh, Run, the new HBO and Sky Comedy TV series. Uh, the pilot was last week. Episode 2 will be later today, so I'll be checking that out as well. Uh, for Season 1, Episode 1, the pilot. Uh, last week on Gaming Talk, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Warner Brothers, GTA, and Switch controllers we talked about. And that is what we've been doing on EntertainmentTalk.org and on podcast platforms. Um, let's get into some news. Alright, uh, where should we start with this today? Um, I'll go first this week, I think. Um, so, last week we talked about the rumoured potential uh, new game from Crytek, the developers of the Crisis series. And they then they then announced a few days ago, a uh, few days after that podcast, um, that they are going to be remastering Crisis for the PS4, the Xbox One and the Switch. They didn't give a date, assumably this is still in development, and given what's happening at the moment, we don't know when that's going to be. But, um, yeah, what do you think of this officially getting a uh, remaster for the trilogy? I think it's cool that it's getting official now. I know a lot of people wanted it, and um, given how well received that the Final Fantasy VII remake was, it'll be interesting to see if this is just an actual remake where they make changes to gameplay and game polls like they did with Final Fantasy, or if it's just a remaster where they take the same game and just update it for current graphics levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, but it's something I'm going to check out. I think last week you said you didn't have as much uh, interest for it. Do you still feel the same way? Yeah, but that's just because I'm not a big shooter guy. And oh. I've always been very open with the fact that I don't play them very much. 
I suck at them when I do. <laughs> it's just not my genre that I play in. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I never disliked anybody because they play a shooter game. I've it's just it's just not a sandbox that I play in. So Cool. So there's that. Uh but look out for that in the coming months or however long that's gonna take them. So uh there's that as well. Uh Peaky Blinders. Have you seen any of Peaky Blinders? I don't know what that is, no. Okay. It's a uh, British T V show. I've no idea where it is in the US might be BBC America or AMC or somewhere, uh, or maybe BritBox or whatever the hell. Uh, but it airs on the BBC you know, over here. It's also on Netflix as well. Netflix has got like the previous box sets, uh, and then they get the new ones added later. Um, it's essentially like a British crime show, I guess you could de- describe it as, sort of, but set back uh, a while ago. I don't know what year exactly or whatever. I saw the first two episodes. I've got impressions for it on the website. Uh, if you search for Peaky Blinders, I did that as a little segment, so uh, you can listen to that as well. Uh, but this looks to be a sort of action game, um, and a lot of the comments I saw on this, which I think were pretty fair comments, is okay. If you're gonna make, if you're gonna do a Peaky Blinders video game, it needs to be in the style of like a GTA Mafia Godfather type of game. Uh, that sentiment I definitely agree with. Um, so I'm a bit confused as to the t- decision to not do that. Um, as well, because it really seems like it would fit that type of, you know, the open world, third person action, get in vehicles kind of thing, shoot some people in third person kind of stuff, but uh, they're very much going for something different here, there's some gameplay stuff on uh, YouTube which I watched this morning and um, looks still still looks like an interesting game, you've got basically the different characters, whose names I can't remember, um, but uh, they've got like different, not abilities but like, skill sets basically uh you couldn't say like abilities or powers these are normal people but uh yeah they've got their own little sort of skill sets or things they're specifically good at like hiding or lock picking or fighting or whatever so um how does this all sound to you uh it's one of those things i'm just gonna have to wait until i see like some gameplay or some graphics or something i mean it's so hard to judge these games uh when they're this early so yeah so we shall see but um yeah we'll see how that goes down when the game actually comes out but a lot of people just wanted a different type of game for it which i think is understandable as well uh next thing that we've got is there's some new info on the you remember i talked about the crash bandicoot mobile game a month mm-hmm. ago two months ago it was a long time ago uh, way before all the coronavirus stuff so probably about two months ago uh so that's got some new images that's been released today and there was also a version that released in malaysia for some reason on android only so at the moment for the game's release it's available only on android certain android devices some android devices don't support it for various reasons and it's only available in malaysia some people have obviously got their vnp and downloaded it that way um but uh yeah it's got a, a I think it's Dingo Dial, it's got uh, Coco in there as well, there's some other characters. Uh, some details that we've received from the game today is, uh, yeah, Coco and Dingo, Dingo Dial, a new kind of picture with them. Uh, some details include uh, exploring level themes such as Turtle Woods, The Lost City and Temple Ruins. These are names of the game, uh, sorry, these are levels in the, I think the first game, I remember Temple Ruins is, I'm sure that's a level from Crash Bandicoot 1, but these are going to be... Uh, temple run style level versions of of those i also saw this little video earlier of like a boss fight and i've actually seen the game uh in action now um looks like what you'd expect a uh temple run-esque sort of looking game 
um, that uh, you know you you pick up these. I think it's like these different fruit or something that you can pick up or throw, and then you can still like spin the normal boxes and that. So basically, it's entirely Crash Bandicoot, but it's um, you know been turned into a Temple Run sort of game, which a lot of people would sort of not be really happy with. But uh, from looking around on the internet in the last couple of hours or whatever, uh, people seem to be pretty happy with this. So um, that's always good. Um, so takes on classics, uh, bosses like Dingo Doll, Embryo, etc. Uh, so some other stuff in there as well. Um, do you have any thoughts on this game? Updated? No, I mean, I vaguely remember when the Temple Run was a platform and a style that people were dumping a lot of games on the app market with. Yeah. I think I played a couple of them just to see what the, the fuss was about, but it's not anything I really invest a significant amount of time on. Cool. So... Uh, we don't know when it's coming out, but if you're in Malaysia, apparently you can get it on Android. Very weird, that release. Why Malaysia and not, like, anywhere else? I don't know. So, we shall see. Uh, but that is that at the moment. Uh, I've included a little section just called Rumor Mill, just to sort of separate these two, these things out. Um, I'm going to try and not add too much to this in the coming weeks, but I thought we could just separate the rumor stuff with the actual news. Uh, and of course we won't include like you know clickbait here this is stuff that has been okay this might be happening kind of stuff so uh, take this with a pinch of salt still but not as much of a big pinch of salt as if it was clickbait basically uh, so one of the rumors is that uh, the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 remaster is happening uh, if you'll recall recently they released just kind of out of nowhere the Call of Duty 2 Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 sorry uh, game remastered it was only for the campaign no multiplayer um, and it was of course advertised on Modern Warfare and you can go and download it on um, I think it had like a month's exclusivity on PS4 I'm not sure how much of that is left but uh, I think that was the deal if I'm not mistaken uh, but that's out there so they're obviously going to possibly look at doing uh, Modern Warfare 3 uh, to me the Modern Warfare uh, series within that franchise is probably the most successful a lot of people would say Black Ops but I don't really think it is um, yeah, what do you think of them potentially doing, you know, moving along with the next in the series, which would be Modern Warfare 3 Remastered? Um, honestly, I honestly can't really tell the difference between remasters and the original in terms of, you know, these are these are games that are basically annualized without actually being annualized. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, Call of Duty's rotate between three different de- developers, so they spend about three years on each game, but that still means they basically come out with a game every single year, so I don't get the deal with the remaster now it might just be that that particular one had like a way better story which i wouldn't know because like i've said three minutes ago i don't play those style of games um and if that's the case fine if they can if they internally in the company can justify doing that by it's going to sell so many copies of that then more power to them let them do it you know let's see what it does other than that it's not on my radar so cool there we go uh, but yeah, I suspect that they will, because they've done the first Modern Warfare remastered, they've done the second one, so why would they not do the third? Uh, I've not heard of many people actually picking up the second remastered game, but uh, yeah, it's something they're probably. I reckon they're probably doing it already. So uh, something which I don't think is as true, uh, again in the rumor mill stuff, is Watch Dogs Legion is apparently being looked at as a PS5 launch title. Um, I don't think that this is going to be the case. It depends, obviously, when development gets finished on, well, both the PS5 and on Watch Dogs Legion itself. Uh, it was delayed a few months ago because it was, wasn't it supposed to be out by now? But then they, de- they had to delay it. I thought, I'm sure it had like a March date or something originally. And then it got delayed out of that. But um, 
Yeah, what do you think? Potential for this to move from a PS4 release to a PS5 launch title? Uh, you never know. I mean, with the delays, I don't even remember when this game was supposed to come out, and that was, you know, saying something. So it's possible that it'll be a simultaneous PS4, PS5. I doubt they'll make it exclusive on the PS5 because there's no real reason to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I could see, I could easily see this game not coming out until PS5, just because, you know, everybody's on lockdown, nobody's doing anything, so. You know, you can't completely discount that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we shall see. I think uh, one thing I can maybe see happening along the lines of what you're sort of describing, I can see it getting like a, a normal just PS4 release before the PS5 and then see it get like a cross-gen kind of release with the PS5 launch. That's one thing I can see happening. Um, of course, on Xbox, they won't need to do that because I'm assuming it will be at least eventually backwards compatible because uh, we know that that's not going to be a problem for the Xbox but uh, you will probably unlikely be able to play the PS4 version of Watch Dogs on PS5 because they've got problems doing that stuff as we've established before so we shall see but yeah I think it will get a normal PS4 release and then once the PS5 comes out whether that's the end of this year or next year or whatever um, I think it will get uh, like a cross-gen just released version so we shall see uh, that's all the news I've got. Not as much to uh, talk about this week as opposed to last week, but we still do have things to discuss. Uh, what's your side of things? Uh, well, I might have to amend my earlier statement uh, from the last podcast when I said that I didn't think that the PS5 was going to come out in 2020. Um, it looks like that it technically may, and when I say technically, they're going to have it out, but the, it's going to be in so few numbers that there's no reason to have it out. Uh, I'm going off of a uh, Bloomberg report, and according to their article, they're claiming that Sony says that because of an expected higher than uh, industry average price at launch, that it's going to result in a lower demand for the product itself. Um, so they're saying that they only plan to make five to six million units by March of 2021, which is nothing. What, what um, did you say, they, sorry? So they they only plan on making five to six million units by the March of 2021. So whatever production level they're at now, by the time they get to March of next year, they've only expected to have made five to six million units. Huh. Totally. Pretty, pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. that was more than two million less than the PS4 when that came out. And that was in... And I can kind of understand it, you know, the the, the global economy is not doing great. There's no guarantee that it's going to be at a, a state where people can afford to, to spend presumably at least $500 on a new console uh, when that does eventually launch. So I think this is kind of a, a face-saving thing. It's like, oh, we're not, go- we're not impacted by the current crisis. We just don't think our product is going to sell a whole lot, so we're just not going to make a whole lot of it. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I still think the consoles are coming out next year. I just think I just don't think there's two factors obviously at place. Can you actually make this thing unaffected by the virus? No, I don't really think you can. Second of all, if you release this, you know, holiday period November or whatever, uh, and people are kind of getting their money back or you know not getting their money back, but re- you know recovering themselves from. Uh, the economic crisis and all that um i just don't think really as many people some people will be able to afford it obviously there's very very rich people out there but um 
the the general public i don't think will be able to like after you know after you've spent months trying to pay for your rent and food and you know basic living stuff is the economy going to have money to just splash on a ps5 or or a series x i just don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case so yeah and if microsoft had come out and said uh, we're not we're gonna have an initial low demand because we don't think people are gonna be able to spend their money i would believe that more from microsoft because we've seen the hardware we've seen the internal builds we've seen the actual device put together so we know that basically all the hardware decisions are done we haven't seen that with the uh, PlayStation. But uh, speaking of Series X, did you see that video that came out the other day? I think it was something that might have been planned as like an April Fool's prank. Um, it was the Microsoft Series Double XL. It was basically just a parody video of the Series X launch title. It's like the Microsoft Double XL, 400 times <laughs> bigger than the Series X. Zero to 60 teraflops in 3.8 seconds. Um, it was on IGN's channel, but I don't know if IGN made it or if Microsoft made it, but it was clearly just something that was like an April Fool's Day thing that they never got around to releasing. So hmm. No, I didn't I didn't see that. I might go and that sounds kinda of funny. So Oh it's hilarious. It's only like a minute and a half long, so you can get through it really quick, but it's hilarious. Cool. Alright, but uh, uh yeah, I don't think the consoles are coming out this year. Could be wrong, I'd be glad to be wrong. Be exciting to get a PS five and all that, but I mean first of all we've got to get certain games out first like last of us and iron man and a bunch of others that have been delayed so because uh, you're surely going to get those out before a new console i would have thought but uh we shall see we're just predicting things at the moment nobody really knows what's gonna quite happen uh but uh yeah we'll see over the coming months so there we go that, that's one thing that like okay if last of us is going to be delayed how is ghost of tsushima uh, going to come out you know you never know like it was supposed to be end of May and then Ghost was supposed to be end of June. Why would The Last of Us not be ready, but Ghost would? How would that? How would that work? I I I don't understand. So, because you still got the same process, you know, disc printing and then shipping and then all that sort of stuff, and that's a lot of literal handling. So, what what will be the difference? I don't know. So, because that, that's why I can see maybe Cyberpunk coming out because it's that's a few months later and potentially things could have gotten better by then but that's all the way in september uh you're talking june and then july then august and then um whatever day it is for september so it's like the 16th or something september yeah about that something like that so yeah that's that's like a couple more months away because we things could be not necessarily fully recovered but a lot better by then possibly so we shall see uh what else do you want to talk about well, um, speaking of, you know, last console versus this console, uh, Microsoft on Major Nelson's blog announced a lot of the bundling for Cyberpunk 2077, and they've officially bundled all the things. Uh, first up is going to be a extremely limited edition Cyberpunk 2077 uh, bundle Series X, not Series X, One uh, X, and when I say extremely limited, they only plan on making 45,000 of them. Um, so, you know, good luck trying to get it. It's only going to be in select markets. Uh, the interesting thing on that bundle is that it is officially the last bundled console that is going to come out for the One X. So 
I don't know what that's going to happen with production of the S. I know they've already stopped doing the original Xbox's productions a while ago. Mm. So once Series X does eventually come out, it's probably going to be a choice if you have to upgrade your console because it breaks or whatever. It's either going to be the One X or the Series X. And the fact that they're only making 45,000 of them of a game that is very anticipated with a lot of people leads me to believe that they're going to fairly quickly phase out One X uh, production as well. And it looks, I got the picture of it here. It's kind of not bad looking, but it's definitely intended to look like it's a bunch of disparate parts put together on the console because it's like five different colors and then there's a lot of lines in it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, What's not going to be as limited is the uh, limited edition uh, controller for the Xbox. It's a two-tone silver and black uh, looking thing. It kind of looks so cool. And then there's the uh, Pro Charging Stand, which looks a lot like the console. So if you manage to get the console, um, it would match up pretty well with that. And then there's the branded uh, uh, um, external 3.0 SSD drives, which are going to range from 90 to 150 bucks, which sounds kind of steep, but they're going to be two terabyte to five terabyte capacities. So you know, two terabytes for 90 bucks is pretty much part of the course. And five terabytes for 150 as an external SSD hard drive. That's, well, I don't think it's SSD. I'm sure the five terabytes probably like the old style spending plate, but that's still a pretty good deal. And then there's the uh, branded uh, Steel Series Arctic One wireless headsets. Then everything ex- except I think for the uh, um, One X is already available for pre-order on Amazon. And I'm sure that they'll be limited in quantity to the sense that. We, we know how many we can make, and then if you pre-order it, then they'll just throw you in a queue for when you get it next. So, And I've had that happen before to where I've pre-ordered something, and then I get it like a week after the fact because I was kind of late on the pre-order. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, these special consoles and controllers aren't something I uh, particularly go for. Uh, I usually just stick with the, the launch stuff pretty much, like the black consoles, black controllers. All that sort of thing. Um, so it won't be something I'll be getting, but of course I'll still be playing the game uh, when it comes out, Cyberpunk, uh, possibly in September. We'll see how things go. But uh, I'm probably going to do what I normally do, which is rent the game, play it, you know, pay for my monthly rental thing, and then send it back once it's done. Which won't be soon, because obviously it's going to be quite a big game, uh, knowing CD Projekt Red and all that. But um, yeah, my plans are still going to be pretty much the same. So, how about you? Yeah, and uh, same with me. I pre-ordered it when the pre-order went live over a year ago, and I'm just uh, waiting for it to show up on my doorstep. Cool, which will be a few months, but uh, <laughs> but there we go. So, uh, what else did you want to talk about today? Uh, well, the last thing that I had to talk about is the Riot game uh, Valorant. If you at all watch any level of streamers, you've seen this game. And there's been a lot of controversies with it, um, which I don't want to get into because it's kind of a deep rabbit hole to go down of. The interesting thing is is that the game itself has its own in-game anti-cheating system. But to boost that, Valorant has announced a $100,000 bounty on any player that can quote, uh, let me find the exact here, it's part of their big bug bounty, uh, which is going to range from $25,000 to $100,000, depending on the bounty itself. I'm going to find the exact quote where they said. Uh, They break down the requirements for each reward as a comprehensive list of tips to score one. You basically need to find a vulnerability in their already built-in in-game cheating system uh, that hasn't been shared elsewhere 
and gives uh, proof of the cheat that you can report that you can repeat. So it's not like, oh, he he killed me before I killed him. Clearly, he's a cheater. Uh, no, this is a part of their system to where you have to be able to demonstrate over and over again that somebody is cheating and the practicality of the exploit presented, whether like they've got a third-party software which hasn't been detected yet, or if they find like a really weird way to exploit the game engine, um, which I have seen on a couple of games to where it's not that they're cheating per se, it's just that something specific in the game rules itself isn't being followed. Um, probably the only example I can get to that that I've personally experienced goes back a long time ago. It goes well over 12 years ago. I used to be on this one uh, uh, MMO called Warhammer Online, which was based off of the uh, Games Workshop Warhammer Fantasy Series games, which I don't know if you're familiar with those at all or not. I've heard of Warhammer um, and that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, they're mostly a tabletop game, but they tried to run uh, MMO a long time ago. And the exploit was was that on one side of the factions had a spell that required line of sight, but they never enforced the line of sight. So you could be like hiding behind a wall and casting these massive uh, area, area of effect spells, but the people that were getting affected by it couldn't retaliate because they were trapped behind this wall or that wall or whatever. And so it was just kind of a big bug fail, which had been very well documented. And they had no way to really uh, uh, change that. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, it's not something I've you know have followed or whatever. Um, I know this is a little bit something more that you choose for the the podcast. Um, some of the other little side stuff that kind of happens in the industry, but um, yeah, sounds kind of interesting, I suppose. Do you have any thoughts on it? Uh, I think it's good that you know they're going outside the community to try to find help because that's the problem with a lot of these online games, and it's part of the reason why I don't play a lot of these online games, is that there is a lot of uh, cheating and hacks going on. Mm. So it's one of those things I've seen articles to where the like Modern Warfare, the Warzone, the game that just came out, they've again like, in one swoop they banned like fifty thousand people for yeah. uh, cheating for various things, and they've done that like three or four times. So. Yep, you'll get banned, so don't do that stuff. Yeah, they banned like 50 or 70,000 players or something crazy. So, uh, again, Warzone's not one that I particularly play, but some of the people I play with who do play Warzone separately have said about people cheating and cheat, cheat, cheating sorry, in there and things. So, um, there you go. Uh, one other little thing I was going to um, leave out, it was only a small little thing, um, but it is, is related to Call of Duty. Um, the players who have, in fact, been doing that cheating are now being put in lobbies together. So the 50 or 70,000, or however many people it is at this point, uh, you see the cheaters are now going to be playing with the cheaters. So you're all going to be <laughs> cheating against each other. I don't know what that means for like their XP or their progression or whatever, but uh, I thought that was interesting as well to uh, for them to do that. So uh, there we go. Uh, you said that was the last thing you had to talk about? Yeah, I mean, I had to scrape the bottom of the bottom of the barrel just to find mm. three articles to talk about, so... Yeah, uh, but we do have some feedback, questions, and things like that, so uh, you can, of course, send those in. Matthew at entertainmenttalk.org, Twitter at eTalkUK. There's a contact page and information in your show notes. Jackie, uh, hey, fellas, looking for a couple of new games to play. I do have kids, but I'm also looking for recommendations for myself. Thanks. Uh, I mean, when it comes to kids and 
video games. There's the Lego games, of course. Uh, there is, I think, coming out soon. I don't know when, but there's the Skywalker Saga for the Lego games, for the, the Star Wars Lego games, uh, which is going to, I think, include all, all nine films as well. Uh, I don't know if that's going to include like the Rogue One and Solo stuff, but that's not officially part of the Skywalker Saga, is it? It's the, it's the episode one through nine, uh, I think. So you can look out for those uh obviously things like minecraft are good uh dreams is one i'd maybe recommend as well i don't know if you can find like i don't know if your children will come across like content that's too adult i don't know i've not seen like too much outrageous stuff on there uh it's mostly people trying to make mario games that nintendo want taken down so Mm -hmm. uh i mean i found like you know cooking simulator and some other fun stuff on there there's things like uh the flash flash games not Internet Flash games, games for the DC character, the Flash. Uh, there's like some Batman stuff I found on there, some Spider-Man stuff. So that might be kind of good as well. Plus, if your children want to be creative or you want to be creative, you can try and make something on there as well uh, to share with people. So, or maybe like your children can make something and you can play that and vice versa. So that's something as well. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of games we could recommend uh, for just you know for yourself. But in terms of um, games appropriate for children. That's some of the stuff that's in there. Um, anything from you? I would just go into each uh, platform, whether you're on Xbox, uh, PS4, or Steam, or Epic, whatever. There's always a, a family or family-friendly fan- category. Yeah. I would just start wandering through there, see what's there, see what's on sale, see if something jumps your interest. You never know what you can find. Yeah, so there you go. And, of course, if you're a PS Plus member at the moment, you can get both uncharted 4 and the uh collection so you can get all four of those games as well uh for free so which which uncharted 4 is the ps plus one isn't it the yeah drake drake collection is the at home program thing yeah the bonus one they threw in yeah so uh, and journey is in there as well what's the other ps plus game this month it was a dirt or something like that dirt 2 one of the racing games they're ready to something yeah 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 so uh there's those as well uh ryan says you both discussed the nintendo switch joy cons last week uh what could be done to improve them i've heard people discussing how the triggers are buttons and how that affects certain games yeah i mean there's certain games like um the trials games i can think of the bike games where at certain points on the track you'll want to put less exhaust into the bike like less pressure on the bike but if you play what's what was the newest one Gosh, I can't even remember what it was called. Fusion? No, there was one after that, I think. Uh, well, there was that DLC that you hated so much. Yeah. Oh, that was that was Trials of the Blood Dragon, the one that I, yeah. I, that I didn't like. That was the crossover with Far Cry, which they thought would work for some reason. Uh, I can't remember the name of the new one, but uh, the one that's been released on, on Switch, the, the newest one, uh, that's got that problem as well, where I, their way around it was like, okay, you can balance the bike with the left stick... And then control the exhaust power with the right stick, which sounds just awkward to me. Um, yeah, I don't know how like muscle memory-wise that would work, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, improving the Joy-Cons, I mean, I just think you need to make bigger versions to start off with. That would be good. Uh, it's just the cheap feel of them. I feel like I'm going to break them <laughs> when I use them, uh, which hasn't been for a mm. while because I've just stopped using them. Uh, one thing you've said before is like they're too small obviously they're intended for children a bit more but if you're an adult and you're buying just the switch and you intend to get you know a controller with the thing which you should normally get the one that you're given is the joy cons and for 
people that are older or whatever um it's just, they're just they're just not good they i find them really com- uncomfortable to hold and i feel like i'm going to break them and the buns are too close together so i don't know maybe you just need to just make a bigger version so that the buttons can be more spread out make the triggers so that they're actually triggers and not buttons um the analog sticks are really terrible like, like there's been drift con- control issues with them which i have had as well that's been kind of a problem um what about you what do you think they could do to improve the joy cons uh like i've said several times over the course of the last couple of years on the podcast that i would like them to make a switch xl a uh, little it doesn't even have to be like a massively bigger screen just use a bigger screen as an excuse to put much bigger joy cons on there and also that's really the thing that's kept me from going down that platform road because ju- not even discounting i mean discounting the uh the uh, switch light which where it doesn't even have joy cons um you th- think about that that's 300 bucks for the regular switch then you're in it for another 40 for the controller then you're another in it for another 40 to 60 on the game depending on which one you get so you're already 400 dollars deep into this thing and that's that's replacing your console right there yeah yeah that's my other issue with the joy cons that they are way too expensive um i think the last time i checked on amazon which was about a year ago it was like set 50 or 70 pounds for one joy con like really yeah, I'm not even talking about like replacement Joy-Cons. I'm talking about like the Pro controllers that mimic the regular console controllers. Yeah, yeah. Those are like forty to seventy, depending on which one you get. Yeah. So, but I mean, just for one of the Joy-Cons, that's crazy expensive. So. Mhm. Yeah. Plus, I don't think that they're actually worth that much money. So, um, but I, I mean, maybe just like a complete kind of redesign is what you want. I, I see what they were going for. They wanted something that was gonna be going to fit in size-wise with the Switch, so that you could clip them on and then take the thing off, or clip, put the thing back on and clip them off. But uh, they're just terrible, I think. So, uh, moving on to the final email and the final piece of the podcast, uh, Melanie. Uh, after CG Project Red is done with Cyberpunk and Naughty Dog is done with Last of Us Two, what do you want to see them do next? Um. I mean, depending on how The Last of Us 2 ends, there could also be, could possibly be a Last of Us 3. Of course, they made f- six Uncharted games. Did they make Golden Abyss? I don't remember. I don't, I don't know. I know they, they made the, the, uh, four games and then they made, um, Lost Legacy. I'm pretty sure someone else did Golden Abyss. I could be wrong about that. They might uh, have subcontracted that workout. I don't know. Possibly. Because that's like a Vita exclusive thing. I think it's still mm-hmm. canon or whatever, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so they could potentially do one in Last of Us 3, depending on how Last of Us 2 ends. Uh, CD Projekt Red could do another Cyberpunk game, depending on how that ends, because they did three Witcher games. Uh, after that, I think just new IP from them. You know, Cyberpunk's a new IP. Witcher wasn't, obviously, there was the books, but um, and now there's the TV show. But uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much... What uh, what what I want to see from the next? I mean, depending on like I said, how Last of Us Two ends, I'd love to see Last of Us Three, uh, but I trust Naughty Dog. I mean, Naughty Dog for me, you know, you got Uncharted, Crash Bandicoot One Two Three, and um, Team Racing. Uh, you've got Last of Us One and Two coming up. Um, I didn't really like the Dragon Dexter games. They're not bad games. They just weren't really for me. So they got a great track record for me personally. So if they did a new IP, I'd be I'd be fine with that. Um. But what about you? What do you want to see them, these two, do next? Uh, well, Naughty Dog, obviously, I don't see them ending Last of Us 2 in a way that completely locks off the story. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I just don't see that happening. And even if they did, they can always just come up with a new protagonist that's uh, related to the first two games. But the way the first one played, I really kind of expect a trilogy out of it. Um, And I have no problem with that. Um, CD Projekt Red, um, obviously if the story is really, really good, I would love another cyberpunk game because since that is based off of a a tabletop RPG, they don't have to have the same protagonist. There's obviously iconic uh, characters within that universe, like uh, Keanu's character, Johnny Silverhands. He's a a made-known-well character. So there's a lot of stuff they could do into that. Mm -hmm. Um, New IP, I'd love to see the Wheel of Time game. Wheel of Time was a series of books way back in the day. That would take way too long to get into, but that's something I would love to see in a video game form. I don't know that it could be done right. Um, and if they did it for like a couple of years and they just said, yeah, this just wasn't working, I could I understand that. And anybody that's read those books can get what I'm going at. Um, and there's like three or four books that I've read that I think could, could kind of be made into an interesting RPG. Um, but, you know, they've proven that they can do well so whatever they did whatever they got in the pipeline next i trust that they're doing it based off of this will be a good game yeah so we shall see uh we've still got of course a wait for last of us 2 and uh, cyberpunk to come out so we've still got those additions to enjoy anyway but uh i mean from either of them it'll probably be four or five years before we see their next game i mean like especially with cd project red it took them a long time to uh do cyberpunk but you know if you come up with these big games every five to seven years or however long it's been then uh that, that's cool as well so yeah go. i'd rather get a good game every five years and a crap game every two years yeah yeah so we shall see uh and that's what we've got for you for this episode of random gaming talk uh we'll be back next week to discuss some other stuff as well uh, but uh, yeah, in the meantime, you can check out everything that we've got on entertainmenttalk.org. If you want to support the podcast for Entertainment Talk around Patreon, please check out the $1 and $3 level tiers. Uh, Amazon, affiliate li- Amazon affiliate links, or if, if you're buying stuff on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. iTunes feeds, please write reviews, subscribe to those. Make sure you get subscribed so that you get sent new episodes. Uh, word of mouth, please tell people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds. It helps us out as well. Social media. Uh, please share them on Facebook and Twitter, and if you can, put them in different Facebook groups. And lastly, video games and streaming. Uh, Bex is Trista Bytes, B-Y-T-E-S, uh, on Twitch, and Trista Bytes on um, Twitter as well. So go and check her stuff out as well. Uh, follow her both on Twitch and on uh, Twitter as well. That will be really cool. Uh, I stream some stuff sometimes on Twitch. So does David. Uh, and then, of course, for the Mixer stuff, for the... Um, FIFA streams, you can check those out on the Mixer channel. And then Robert's got a Mixer thing as well, which he uses sometimes as well. And of course, look out for Let's Play Sundays. Thank you all very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.